Welcome to Power of the Cross Radio Sermons. Up next is a multi-part teaching session from Brother Lauren Larson. We know this message titled, Servant and Debtor, will be a blessing to you. Now, here is part three of the teaching. Interestingly enough, no one ever made that choice to come next to me. The Lord arrested me by the Spirit as I was reading a Bible, but I thought about it later over the years. You know, not one person ever came to me and said, Lauren, you are living the life of a sinner and you need to get saved. I don't remember but maybe one invitation to go to church in all those years. And yet we talk about ourselves in those days, in the 70s and 80s, as being 80% Christian. Not so much now. Again, we're never compromising in order to win the lost or the lawless. In Paul's day, they were just called Gentiles or barbarians. But at the same point in time, that's why we exist, to be a servant, to be a debtor to them. But in this particular passage, it is one of two passages in the Bible, in the New Testament, that speak of this term. The the Greek, and I didn't try to spell out the Greek letters, I didn't think there were too many Greek scholars here this morning, and I are not one either. I study after. I made the decision long ago in my education that I would not... um, spend the time to learn the Greek and the Hebrew, because to be effective in it, you need to eat, breathe, live, drink it, and that wasn't going to be me. So I will utilize strong word-for-word translations that utilize the Greek and study after the Greek. And here's the things that we learn. That this term that Paul said, being not without law to God, but under the law to Christ, doesn't mean that he was under the Mosaic law. It means specifically translated the law of Christ. In other good translations, it's also translated as Christ's law. So Paul is saying, I'm not, I'm going to the lawless, but not without remembering that I'm under Christ's law. That I'm under the law of Christ, literally, that I'm in law to Christ. Guys, you know your mother in law, you are in law to. And you love it. Okay, I'll preach over here. You, when you talk about being in law, we talk about being marriage. And again, the Greek indicates this kind of binding, this kind of relationship. Um, in the studies that I have found, and, and this term is very clear in Galatians 6 2, um, bear ye the burdens of one another and so fulfill the law of Christ. That terminology is clear. This is the second time that Paul uses it, uh, and it has that same idea of law of Christ. So the law of Christ, what is it? Well, first of all, what does it mean? Let's do that. JSBC, Jimmy Swigert Bible, Uh, commentary says, to accept Christ puts one under the law of Christ. And then John MacArthur, who doesn't like me, but I like him, none of us in Christ is without or outside the law of God, 
but rather are under the law of Christ. Here it is. Every believer is under complete legal obligation to Jesus Christ. Now, to put that in a term that we could probably better understand it, Romans 7 and 4, and Wherefore, my brethren, you also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ. That means that at the moment that we were born again, at the moment that we said yes to Jesus, we became dead to the law. Uh, that means that we were united with Christ, we were crucified with Him, and then we were, in fact, uh, brought into relationship with Him. This is Romans 6 and 3 all over again, where we are become dead to the law. Our relationship to the law has changed because we have now been in law to Christ. At your salvation experience, you are married to Christ. You are united with Christ. You're made one with Him. And the idea of the body of Christ is that same idea of Romans 6 where it says that we are baptized into Christ and that's where we live, uh, that's where we experience freedom from the sin nature. Here we find that this baptism into Christ is in fact producing us freedom from the Mosaic law. We were under the law prior to our salvation, but when we came under Christ, when we accepted Christ, we were freed from the Mosaic law. Why? So that we could be married to another. The first union is dispelled so that the second union can exist. Do you see it? So you have been freed from the law so that you could be married to Christ, even to Him who is raised from the dead, um, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. So if you want to live for God properly, then you can do so by the power of understanding that you're freed from the Mosaic law, but now you're married to Christ. Now, I'm not under law when it comes to the law of Hannah, but I'm married to Hannah. I'm married to her. We've become one, so I'm bound to her, legally, morally, spiritually, the whole thing. That's what our relationship with Christ is. So while she doesn't give me a lot of rules to follow, I'm still under the law of Hannah. How, how about them apples? Do you like that? You like that? She's gonna, she's gonna use that later, I guarantee you. Because I'm married to her. I'm joined her. Are you seeing the point? So the law of Christ is all the things that pertains to, uh, my union with Christ. That's what Romans 7, 4 talks about. Uh, Brother Swigert and John MacArthur actually agree that every believer is under complete legal obligation to Jesus Christ. And that's vital. That's important that we understand it. But the law of Christ includes the way and means of entering into and maintaining relationship in revolving the new covenant. So the law of Christ demands that I enter into a relationship with Christ by exhibiting faith in Christ. And the law of Christ demands that I understand the process of growth, which is faith in Christ and the cross. 
And the law of Christ demands every moral responsibility taught in God's Word that is of an eternal nature. Okay, that's a mouthful. The eternal nature of God, when He did, when He exposes Himself and says, I hate sin, and then He defines sin anywhere in the Bible, then you and I are responsible to it, not because that we are under Mosaic law, but because we are under Christ's law. Whatever Christ instructed us was right or wrong in the New Testament is what is right or wrong. Secondly, whatever the apostles in the New Covenant said is right and wrong is right and wrong. And you can find that written in the New Testament. Thirdly, the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit leading you into right and wrong, guiding you into how you should act and how you shouldn't, is all part of the moral code of Christ's law. So I'm not under Mosaic law, but I'm bound to moral code in a way that's stronger than anything that has ever existed, but yet I'm at liberty to do those things that I need to do. I'm free from the law, but I'm not free from that which is profitable and expedient and right. I'm bound to Christ. Are you you with me? See, because people get nervous when I say, I'm not under the Ten Commandments. I had to die to that to be joined to Christ. You're not under the Ten Commandments? No. Have you read the fourth? The fourth says, keep the Sabbath. The Sabbath was Friday night to Saturday night. It was never Sunday. That's a tradition, and that's wrong. Sabbath was never Sunday. Jewish Sabbath was Friday night at sundown to Saturday night at sundown. That's the only way. And and you can't spiritualize it and say, oh, well, I'm resting in Jesus. Right, but you'd have to be in the New Covenant to say that. Which means you're freed from the Old Covenant. So if I say that I'm keeping the Ten Commandments, then I also have to keep a Sabbath day if I am bound to the Mosaic Law. But when I read the New Covenant, the nine in the ten of the old that are relisted in the new make it Christ's law, not Moses' law. And I'm bound to that. Are are you following me? See, there are portions of the law of God uh, in the in the Mosaic law, and boy, I got to be careful because I could take off on this and go for another couple hours. But the portions of the law that uh, we have struggles with sometimes, and we'll talk about this in the next group, is that some of the law was transitory. That means it was transitional. It was a sh- shadow and a type and a part of what was to come. All the sacrifices were a type and a shadow of the one sacrifice that took place on Calvary. The high priesthood and the priests and all the work of the temple was a type and a shadow of our now high great, our high, our great high priest, Jesus Christ. And guess who the priests and the Levites are? You and I, we've been made priests and kings unto the Lord. That's that. So that portion of the Old Covenant is transitory. It no longer exists. The idea of food laws was the, for the purpose of separating from nations that ate certain things and offered those certain things to idols. Days, separation. So the idea of separation 
was what God was teaching in type and shadow. But Paul says we can eat anything as long as we pray for it. He said that Jesus declared all food clean. Peter saw a sheep come down from heaven and said, Lord, I've never eaten anything unclean. And God told him, don't call unclean what I've cleansed. Because the food laws were transitory. They're not a part of my covenant. But what is a part of my covenant is what all those things stood for. Come out from among them and be ye separate is still the word of the Lord. So you don't need to be watching movies with F-bombs or belly bumping. You don't need to watch those things that you shouldn't see. You need to not go where you're supposed to not go. You're not under law, but you need to pick out those things in your life that are profitable for you spiritually. That's Christ's law. So there's aspects of the Mosaic law that was transitory, that's not the same. And there's other aspects of the law of Moses that are the same as they've always been. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not lie. But you'll find all of those exhortations in the teachings of Jesus, in the teachings of the apostle. And I promise you the Holy Spirit is not going to condone you lying. So, I'm not under Mosaic law. I'm under, help me, Christ's law. Because I'm joined to Christ. I'm married to Christ. So Paul says, I'm going to the lawless. I'm going to the sinful people in the world. I'm going to the people that really don't give a rip about what they do or where they are. They're not ashamed. They're not embarrassed. They don't have any conscience about it. And I'm going to go sit right down to the next to them, always knowledgeable that I'm under Christ's law so that I might win some. Wow. Because I'm a debtor and I'm a servant. I'm a debtor and I'm a servant. So are we understanding that the lawless need to have us come by and yet we must never compromise or sin when we encounter the lawless? We must be aware of what Christ's law really is and how it dominates us. And it's okay for you to sit next to a guy who's not acting right as long as you are. Because you're not under Mosaic law or any other law, but you are under Christ's law. Are you that free? Do you sense the freedom that Paul has. He doesn't care what you think about who he goes to. He doesn't care what you say about it. Because in his heart, he's never going to compromise the truths he knows about the new covenant, and he's never going to compromise the truths about uh, morality that the new covenant has brought him. He's not going to do that. But he is at liberty to be, listen, he's at liberty to be a debtor to God and a servant to man. Man, I want to be this. This is what I want to be. I want to be freed from religious foolishness so that I can go to anywhere in the world 
and, and, and boy, I don't know if we've got this yet, and I haven't really accentuated it, but in every case, he says, I'm going to do all this so that I might gain some. So a lot of the people that I'm going to sacrifice to sit next to that everybody's going to criticize me for going to won't ever come to the knowledge of the truth, but they won't be able to tell God I didn't show up. Dear listeners of Power of the Cross Radio, we're reaching out to you today with a heartfelt request that can make a world of difference. Our mission to spread hope, faith, and inspiration relies on your generous support. For years, Power of the Cross Radio has been a guiding light, bringing you messages of love, healing, and spiritual growth. But to continue touching lives, we need your help. Your contributions enable us to produce quality content, reach wider audiences, and keep the message of faith alive. Every dollar you offer is an investment in nurturing souls and fostering a community of believers. Join hands with us today. Your offering, whether big or small, holds the power to transform lives. Together, we can ensure that the light of power of the Cross Radio continues to shine brightly. Visit our website at www.cross.radio to make your secure donation. Remember, it's not just a financial contribution, it's a step towards spreading love, hope, and the message of the Cross to those who need it most. Thank you for being a part of this incredible journey. Your support fuels our mission, and together, we can make a profound impact. Now, back to the message. Because I came right to where they were, because I am a servant, and I am a debtor. And I become all things to all men, not compromising and not sinning, so that a few of those that I come in contact with might say, you know what? The message of the cross for salvation and the message of the cross for spiritual renewal is correct and right. The power of the Holy Spirit is available today that I might carry that out. I want to be that guy. I want to be that guy. I want to be able to cross denominational lines, fellowship lines, color lines, lines of wealth, lines of sport. I want to be able to take this anywhere and sit right up next to the guy that was like me and look him right in the eye and say, Jesus loves you. And I'm a witness to His resurrection. I'm a witness to His grace. I was a drunk. I was a drug addict. I was a, man, I just got to keep the list going. I'm going to stop because I'm embarrassing myself. But I'm not anymore. And it wasn't through religion. And it wasn't through legalism or something I did. It was someone I accepted and he did something in me. I want to be that guy. Okay. Last of all, Paul says this. Paul is a debt and a servant to those who are weak. To understand the idea of the weak, we'd have to do a good study, and I won't have time to do it here. I'll just mention it. But those that are weak are those who don't recognize their total freedom from the law. Let me qualify something here. These people 
quite understand the freedom and the liberty that Jesus has brought. This freedom from law and rules and routines um, that I've just described and being under Christ's law. See, they don't believe that Christ's law is sufficient. And it's not that they're not saved, but they have not yet grown free into the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. And so they don't change the message of salvation. They say, yeah, we believe in accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior. We recognize that that's the only way to be saved. But we still think that we ought to, we ought to keep portions of the Mosaic. I'm still thinking I ought to keep the Sabbath and I, I'm still trying to see why I don't have to, uh, obey the food laws and I still don't see why I don't have to. You're going to run into people who aren't trying to change the nature of the gospel, who've accepted Christ, but they're not clear in their own heart and their own mind, uh, to walk in the liberty that Paul did. And man, the more I study him, I see this great liberty he had and I want to walk in that too. And it's far more than just freedom from the Mosaic law. It's freedom to bring Christ to everybody. Now, I've already said this to you in the last little uh, category. There are eternal values in the law. Those are things about the nature and character of God that don't change. Old covenant, God hates divorce. He still hates divorce. Transitory nature of the law are those things that were designed under the law to point to something in the new covenant, such as the sacrifice. And, and so there's still a little bit uh, of a problem. They don't really see that they can release all the things that are of type and shadow. And what I found out in the last couple of years is that the way that I was teaching it and preaching it, I was actually attacking all aspects of the Mosaic Law. And that's wrong because there's eternal portions of the Mosaic Law that still act and are a part of our law today. And I need to be able to tell those that haven't made the transition into full liberty that they're right in the sense that there's portions of the Mosaic Law that still hold true, but not because... The law of Moses is still binding, but because they're binding under the law of Christ, because they're the nature and character of God. And that's not easy for people at times to understand. It's not easy for people to make the transition. And so we have to be willing to go to them. And while those that are insistent upon working for their salvation. Paul says, I don't want you to have anything to do with them. If he preaches any other thing than what I've preached, let him be accursed. In this one, he says this, Romans 14, and you need to study this on your own. He says, him that is weak in the faith, what? 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 Receive... You mean that guy that's still keeping the Sabbath even though he's accepted Christ? I'm supposed to receive? And about that too, I'm supposed to receive him without doubtful disputations. Now, according to King James Version, that's the way they said it. But what it means is not you receive him, but not just to argue about what he's struggling with. You receive him. Stop. Receive him. Receive him. Okay? Those who are saved but don't know the message of the cross as the means of spiritual growth and transformation. Receive Him. 
Why? In the last 27 years, I have traveled to church after church after church after church after church that would call me and say, Brother Larson, I want you to come and teach us about what you and Brother Swigert are talking about, the message of the cross. Because we hear it and there's something that's ringing true in our hearts, but we don't really quite understand And if I was to look at those people these last 27 years and only go to those people that fully understood what I was teaching and preaching, I wouldn't have gone anywhere. I'd have never met you guys in the location you were. I'd have never met my friends in Texas. And I still count them all my friends and brethren. And it kills me that we're not receiving each other. But I do receive them. And I did receive them. And I will receive them. And regardless of what anybody will say to me or about me, I will go anywhere and talk to anyone, saddle up next to any preacher I can to give me the opportunity to share with them what I know. And I will do that even though some people will not understand it. And some people will openly criticize it. But I can guarantee you, if you see Lauren Larson with a group or around someone that you think doesn't belong in my category, be assured in your own heart and spirit and mind of what I'm trying to do. And understand that I am at liberty to do it. And in fact, I'm commanded to receive those who... Do you understand that everybody in the body of Christ... Out of the whole body of Christ, what constitutes being in the body of Christ? What? You, I heard it. Salvation. You accepted Jesus. Guess what? You're in. I didn't ask you to give me a theological paper. I just asked you, is your faith in Jesus? And what I know is that if Jesus has accepted you and cleansed you and freed you from the same thing He freed me from, that same Spirit that lives in me lives in you. And when that Spirit in you hears the truth, it'll start working against the tradition and the laws and the rules and the confusion that is in your heart and in your mind. But if you never meet me, and if I don't go, and if I don't receive some that don't look like me, act like me, believe what I believe, into my, uh, into my presence for the opportunity that I have to, to share. And all I do is cut and attack and belittle. Do you understand I'm cutting off a portion of my body? I know what that's like. Not fun. I can't grip. I got hot before we start. I had to ask my wife to roll this up because even after 45 years of no right hand, I still haven't figured out how to roll that one up without taking it off. And I didn't want to offend you, so I just had her roll it up. But having a portion of the body gone is not right. And if they've accepted Jesus, verse 4, who are you to judge another man's servant? 
To his own master he stands or falls. Yea, he shall be holding up, for God is able to make him stand. We've got to be so careful that we don't take our influence and our knowledge and we limit those people that we could go to or that we might encounter or that we might receive. Now, I can't speak for everybody else's motivation for doing what they do. That's I, I wish I could, but I can't. But I can tell you mine especially after the last year and a half in this passage. I'm a debtor. I'm a servant. I'm a debtor. And I'm a servant. So when I see someone that doesn't understand the full liberty of the cross, they don't understand the full process of the cross, I'm not trying to eliminate him. I'm trying to saddle up next to him and do what I can to instill. And what I've found is that the people that God has brought me next to in most cases have already been in a transition moving towards that truth and now they encounter me. And I get to say, hey, did you know? And I don't fail to receive them. I love on them because I recognize them as a body of Christ. And I will not spit on the body of Christ. The people that have accepted what Christ died to provide. Do I like where some are? No. Do I agree with where some are? No. Will what I do make them all come running to the message of the cross? No. But that doesn't matter because I am what I am by the grace of God. I am a debtor and I am a servant. I don't have time for this aspect, Some, but I'll just simply say it. Another aspect of people who are weak are those that misuse their liberty as a license to sin. I'm just going to say that and go beyond it. So if you're weak, you don't understand your liberty or you're misusing your liberty. But you have accepted Christ as your Savior, and I need to help you correct those thoughts. So in conclusion for this morning's teaching, I'm bound to Christ, therefore I am bound to Christ's law. The teachings found in the New Covenant. The New Covenant ways and means of relationship with God. I am a debtor and servant to all men, to the Jew, the religious traditional man to those under laws, those that add to faith in Christ for salvation, to the Gentiles, the lawless, and to the weak, those who misunderstand or abuse and misuse the freedom and the liberty of God's grace. And I'm a debtor and servant to all men that I might win or gain some. I am made all things to all men that I might by all means, save some. So, as I close, I ask the question to you. Will you be a servant? Somebody who loves their master, whose will is swallowed up in his? Someone who, for the love of people, will do what you do? Will you be a bond slave? And will you be a debtor? A debtor to the means of how to live for God and a debtor to share the gospel?
And will you go to every group of people on the planet, the Jew, the law, the lawless, and the weak? If you are, then you are going to win some. And if not, then you don't understand the full liberty of what Christ died to provide you for and what Christ died to provide you with. But I think you will. And I think you do. And I think from this moment forward, you can start studying this a little bit on your own, and you'll see that it's time to go to the Jew, to those under law, to the lawless, and for heaven's sake, don't forget your brother and sister who are weak in the Lord. Amen? Amen. Father, we thank you for these words. We thank you for the ability to teach and proclaim. And Father, I thank you for what you've done in this house today. I pray that what has been said will be a help and a blessing and bring growth to the hearts and minds of the people. And we ask it all now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. God love you. Thank you for tuning in to Power of the Cross Radio. We hope these moments of inspiration have stirred your heart and uplifted your soul. Our mission is to share the timeless message of hope, love, and transformation that the cross represents. But we couldn't do this without you, our dedicated listeners. Your support breathes life into our broadcasts, enabling us to reach even more people with this powerful message. As you've experienced firsthand, the words spoken and the music played have the ability to touch lives and bring about positive change. If Power of the Cross Radio has become a source of encouragement and light for you, we kindly ask for your help in sustaining this ministry. Your contributions, whether big or small, make a significant impact in keeping this radio station on the airwaves. By partnering with us, you become part of a community that is spreading love, faith, and healing to all corners of the world. So please, consider supporting us financially, sharing about us with friends and family, and returning to listen. Let's continue this journey together, as we dive deeper into the profound message of the cross and its transformative power. Thank you for your unwavering support, and we look forward to having you right here with us again on Power of the Cross Radio. Remember, your involvement truly makes a difference. And until next time, stay blessed.